Welcome to Growing Up Latina. I'm your host, Ali V, and I'm with Big Flexa, Martha <laughs> Luna. What's going on? You know I had to call you Big Flexa because you just flexed on, on me. I thought we were going to keep that for this. It was <laughs> going to be a secret. How is it a secret? But thank you for having me here, thank especially in Growing Up Latina. So saludos because we have Gracias. also... Latinos who probably look at the show yes. and everything, and I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you so much for coming. Um, let's start with where are you from? Caracas, Venezuela. Ooh. I was born there. He was born there? Yes. Okay, when did you come here to New York? So my dad used to work for a huge Venezuelan airline called mm -hmm. Aeropostal, mm -hmm. and I've always traveled uh, since I was little. Mm -hmm. But my grandmother and my mom used to come to New York a lot for shopping and things like that. I mean, I was the kid in Venezuela taking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. that people didn't even know what was a peanut butter and jelly yeah. sandwich. Mm -hmm. And around eight, nine, I moved to Brooklyn with my grandmother. So my grandmother raised me, mm -hmm. which she's 89 right now, and it's the only grandma I have left. Right. So I'm happy that I can share a lot of these dreams that she had for our entire family to come here. Now, are you an only child? No, I have. How many? Tell me. Let me see. I have an <laughs> older brother, older sister, uh -huh. younger brother, younger sister. Okay. So, so you fall in the middle. Yeah, I'm the middle child. How is that for you? It depends because I'm the middle. I don't want to put my parents' <laughs> business no, no. out there, yeah. but with my mom and my dad, it's mm -hmm. my brother and I. So okay. I'm the first. And for my grandmother, the one I moved here with, I'm the first granddaughter. Okay. And so then, we call that blended family. Yes. Which is good. We have that. Okay. Yes. So how was that? Did you guys all get along? No. No. Okay. I think I only pretty much get along the most, actually, with my brother, mm -hmm. um, the younger one. Mm -hmm. We do a lot together. He's actually one of the persons who helps me a lot with my photography content Love now. That. So we have mm -hmm. a really, like... Or I die. I'll die hard for my brothers in a sense. Them. So, but you know, I have my sister. She's six years older than me, and then I have my brother. We do get along. It's not like we have any like type of argument. But mm -hmm. I think I'm closer to my brother, right. Fabian. So that's his name. Okay. So you came here. So you were living in Brooklyn. Yeah, but also when I came here, I didn't come here with my siblings. We all came at different times. Mm, so okay. my brother didn't come here until he was like 15. Mm -hmm. And we're six years apart. So I was mm -hmm. like eight. He was probably like two when he was still in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And when I moved with my grandmother, I lived with my, with my younger cousin, mm -hmm. who is the second granddaughter. Mm -hmm. So it was her, my aunt, uh, my cousin, my younger cousin, my uncle, and myself. Okay. My parents still lived in Venezuela somewhat. Okay, and would you speak to them during this time? Like, would you, like, check in and just say, like, hey, I was kind of, like, good. it was hard for me to detach yeah. uh, knowing that I was here in this country. I couldn't understand it yet, mm -hmm. but now I am grateful, and I thank my grandmother for the move that we have, you know, taken, but... It was a little hard. Like, I used to run up a lot of the phone bills oh everywhere. I was the... Did the, you have, like, the calling cards? Well, at first, like, it was, was like, like, it was cool, the calling cards. But uh -huh. honestly, I was young, too. So uh -huh. whenever I got a chance to, like, call my dad and you things like that, out? I would just dial out. No. So that's one of the things that my dad always laughed about because I was like, yo soy la hija que te di mucho... 
muchos dolores de cabeza, you know, mm -hmm. like I gave him a lot of headaches, like so headaches. he probably was like, I don't know where this child is going to end up, like, mm -hmm. you know, she cannot get used to, like, moving here, yeah. but... Look was how it I turned out, Dad? Look how I turned out. The, no, which is good. But was it hard to, like, make friends here? Because for me, when I moved, so I, I was born in Puerto Rico, but when I moved here, you know, to, I, I moved to Spanish Harlem, I didn't know any um, English at all. So it was very hard for me to actually make friends because they all spoke English and I'm speaking Spanish. And, you know, just to understand the language was a, a bit of tr trouble for me. But I wonder what that was like for you. Actually, no. When I was probably about three, I already had English and Spanish fluent because mm -hmm. my mom, hey, she's like the international mix, yeah. it's like Trini uh -huh. mixed with Chinese. So my mom f speaks fluent English. Mm -hmm. So I had that, you know, my grandparents on my mom's side speaks mm -hmm. English and I had my grandma on my dad's side that speaks more Spanish, but also spoke English. So my family was pretty much bilingual. Okay. So it was pretty easy when I got here. I actually felt like I got more popular in yeah. schools and things like that here because in Venezuela, per se, a, a Venezuelan woman doesn't mm -hmm. look like me. So I represent for the Afro-Latinas. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it's still, and even till this day, it's still a lot of like racism in a sense. Mm -hmm. So kids get bullied. Like I remember going to school mm -hmm. over there and they will see my dad who is like, looks like a black man here, mm -hmm. and they'll be like, oh, ahí viene el papá de Marta, there comes Marta's dad, mm -hmm. el negrito, like things like mm -hmm. that, or like they'll see my grandma, and they'll say, like, oh, does your grandmother sell like fruits in the, you know, oh. in the supermarket yeah, and yeah. things like that. So it's just those things, but luckily they didn't like get to me when I was younger. Yeah. I had like a very strong, like I used to fight a lot in school. Yeah. So <laughs> my mom and my dad had to like yeah. every day, they'll have to come and pick me up in the principal's oh. office because mm -hmm. it was like, oh, she's fighting with her lunch kid and some kid told her oh something and she's God. fighting. So but what were you fighting about? Was it that? Was yeah, it like if they will be like, oh, your dad or like, oh, mm -hmm. el negrito este and I'll get I'll take my lunch kid yeah. and I'll just fight with them and. Yeah, calls, that was the comes one the thing, parents they'll pick me up yeah in school i like i wasn't a fighter but if you said something about my parents i'm like oh no i'm gonna come for me you. it was my parents yeah. and my grandparents yeah so as soon as i heard anything like tu abuela this or tu mama this or tu papa it's over <laughs> like it's over. i even used to fight for my older sister mm -hmm. that my mom we always say this story because my nieces i have two nieces that are my sister's daughter mm -hmm. sophie and ella and it's funny that my younger niece has mm -hmm. my personality and my older nieces just like my older sister so yeah. it's funny because she's like if sophie something happens i can fight for you so when i hear mm -hmm. them say that I think it's me saying it to my sister, like I'll beat the kids up in school for my sister. What about at what about like at home? So you would get into these fights and then you come home, like what would yeah, they Yeah, but say? I was like young. I was like five, six, you know, it was like yeah. preschool, first grade, and you know, my mom just be like, Oh, you don't have to be doing that in school or yeah. my dad. But yeah, I was like, I'm not taking that. You're not gonna be calling my grandmother this. Like, I used to be like my, and just the way they used to disrespect and say things yeah. like, oh, her dad probably sell like arepas here or you know things like that. But I'm like, that's my, a stereotype. Yeah, and I was like, my dad works for airplanes. My yeah, dad works for yeah. a good airline. Like, he has a career. What are you talking about? Or like, mm -hmm. they'll say this about my grandmother. And I was like, but your grandmother doesn't go to New York. Mm -hmm. Like things like yeah. that. So I was like, okay, what are you gonna say? I'm gonna upper, you know, my game saying something that my family's doing. But thankfully, um, those things that happened to me in Venezuela didn't affect me. Mm -hmm. um, 
Because I know that bullying can affect, you know, as you grow in your personality. Absolutely. So I think I love my family so much that I just believe that this is it. And I didn't really let that get to me. What about now going into high school? What was that like for you? Were you I, always like this fashionista? Like, where did that come from? I, I always like some people are born. With I that, always you know? love fashion. Like, it, you know how you say in my country, decimos la palabra coqueta. Like, you're mm -hmm. very like girly. You mm -hmm. know, I've always been girly, but I also went through like a tomboy transition right. mm -hmm. where I used to wear like you know like sporty spice from Spice Girls. <laughs> that was my. That was your look. That was my look, but I also had like really long hair, so I was like Pocahontas in high school, mm -hmm. and. You know, it wasn't always like the heels, but yeah, I wasn't. I was. You can tell I'm girly, even though I was like sporty, right? Per se. Um, I did go through a few things in my life. Like in Venezuela, I was raped when I was seven, oh, no. and I was molested into my high school days. So I wasn't very open mm -hmm. to say that I'm like sociable. Right. So I was very into like my books mm -hmm. in school, into my books. Mm -hmm. um, I went through a lot of depression because of those things that I had to keep like silently because mm -hmm. um, I didn't share those things actually until I, you know, you got, got older. older. And well, was it that you were afraid of what? You, well, like, when did, I, were you afraid that they wouldn't believe you or? Well, when I was younger, uh, being raped so young mm -hmm. um the person who did it was mm -hmm. like oh i know where your mom and your dad live so if you mm -hmm. say anything it's kind of like a, i can harm your parents right so right. telling a seven-year-old that you you're not gonna say anything yeah, yeah. so i felt like that's a struggle that developed for me to have a, a lot of like depression when i came here mm -hmm. and being so far from my parents one of the biggest things for me was kind of like when I'm going to see my dad, like when I want to see my dad again, because my mom had already came here, but she lived in New Jersey, in Jersey mm -hmm. City. And I just ended up staying with my grandma. Mm -hmm. And then the kids, you know, in high school, like boys and things like that, I guess because of the way I look. But I was mm -hmm. like, no, I'm not the girl that wanted to be like, you know, with all these guys and things like that. Like I was really into my books and things right. like that and discovering what my life is like because obviously as an immigrant your life is totally different you don't yeah. get a driver's license like a 16 year old right. i right. came here my parents neither one is uh wasn't a u.s citizen then mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i was an immigrant kid and even to my adult age for a very long time mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm i'm just like thinking of like because you know we we hear that a lot of these things happen, right? And this is actually one of my first interviews that I'm pretty open wow. sharing this story. Like, you know, I've written like blogs and certain mm -hmm. things like that when I was a blogger or like help someone who wrote me something through DM. Mm -hmm. But like openly, I feel like, you know, we all have a story that should help another woman or mm -hmm. inspire. And that's why we have a voice of impact. Mm -hmm. So why not share those stories that we have already overcome? Well, I, you know, the reason why I asked, and, and thank you for sharing, because you didn't have to be open, you know, uh, about that. And you're right, it, it, it will help a lot of people. You know, oftentimes I feel like I'm, sometimes I get afraid to even share, mm -hmm. you know, or, or be vulnerable with some of the things that happened in my life, you know, for fear of like, will people believe me? You know, and that was like the biggest thing, um, you know, in, in my childhood, because I two got molested, but I never shared it forever. I never shared it because 
I always felt like, would they believe me? And that's why I asked, like, would well, did, I, did I they can give you me? Uh, an advice. You know, at the end of the day, our story is mm -hmm. our story. So your story right. is your story. My story is my story. But you know what's the beautiful thing of being open, whether somebody believes you or not, is the freedom and the peace mm -hmm. that we feel when we say that we have healed, that we have overcome, that we are a woman who can empower another woman who mm -hmm. probably has fear or is afraid and mm -hmm. we can teach them how it worked for us. How did we heal? Mm -hmm. How, you know, but how do you heal from that? Because I, I, I could imagine there's seven years old, like what? Well, like, honestly, like for me, it took a lot of years. Yeah. It took a lot it, of does years. Does that look until like therapy though? Do you get professional I help did or get, something like that? I did get therapy like mm -hmm. in my twenties. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't really into wanting to have boyfriends mm -hmm. and obviously it gives you a lot of insecurity of how a man is going to be mm -hmm. and things like that. But also once you, once, once you start learning about self-love and knowing that that didn't happen to you because of you, mm -hmm. um, it's homework, but yeah, it's not yeah. impossible. Because, you know, I'm here. Before, when I used to talk about this, I would always cry. And that's mm -hmm. when I knew, like, there's still healing yeah, that needs to healing. be done there. Mm -hmm. So for me to be open today and feel at peace to share this and, you know, help another woman who might be going through this, which I've had, I've, you know, got to speak in public places, and mm -hmm. but never shared it in an interview per se. So, like, mm -hmm. I've shared it in blogs and things like that and i've had other girls that wrote me like you're brave for saying this yeah. so our struggle and our story that once was very hurtful for us before we were healed mm -hmm. it's a a brave story to empower and help another woman in need where where do you find your peace i'm very spiritual mm -hmm. um you know i always tell i respect everybody's religion but i feel like god for me is the center of everything Mm -hmm. I journal a lot, so I love writing about anything. My mm -hmm. dreams, uh, things that I go through, even if I want to cry. I feel like I express them well. I also pray a lot, and I just live my life grateful. I feel like once you have gratitude daily for everything, because sometimes even on the days that you wanted something to happen for you, but it didn't, I still wake up and say, like, but I'm breathing. I'm alive. Mm. There's people who cannot, not even breathing right now. They're in a bed in a hospital or mm. might not have a roof over their head. So in every little bad situation, there's something, even if it's this small, mm. that you can be thankful for. That's so powerful because I feel like, and even with me, I sometimes I get up and I'm like so angry and I'm like, why am I so angry? Like there's people that are going through real like situations and you don't see it because you're so caught up in your world. And then you hear stories like this and you're like, no, like you're right. There, there's so much to be grateful for. There's little things that you can do. I wonder what is your, your, um, your self care look like? Like how do you show yourself love? I love to go shopping. <laughs> for sure. No, I'm just kidding. But so retail so therapy. Retail therapy, self-care mm -hmm. for me, honestly, is I love staycations a lot where okay. I disconnect um, because sometimes we're so busy that also we cannot travel. Mm -hmm. Like recently, I went to this place called Glamping. 
I'm not a what's glamping. I, glamping. I'm not really big on like camping or anything, you know. Right. But because of like the mosquitoes and things mm-hmm. like that, but um, it was like it's so. These, it's like a cabin though. It's Are like a in? cabin, okay. but it's literally in Greenpoint in Brooklyn. Okay, they look like these shipping bins that they remodel into like these fabulous Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. I took my dog because it's pet friendly. Okay. I love my dog. Do so. you have Wi-Fi there? Yes, you have. It's oh, it, wow. it's like <laughs> so you're like, camping, but you're in the city. It's like so it's a little bit camping. more glamorous. That's okay. why it's called glamping. So okay. it's like camping with a little bit of glam, mm-hmm. and but just a view, like from right. your the suite that you have or the room that you has. It's like the entire city and mm-hmm. a lot of water. I I love being around the water. I mm-hmm. actually lived in Puerto Rico for two years. How I just moved that? back in March. Yeah. I missed it a lot. I lived mm-hmm. in Ocean Park, so I was like. Two minutes from the beach, six mm-hmm. minutes from the airport. But being in that glamping uh, location as self-care, for me, it's just me, not connected to my phone, not connected to social media, giving my time, giving time to myself of like, you know, what I accomplished this week, giving mm-hmm. myself gratitude for things, thanking God, like, wow, all of this happened in this week. And I think sometimes for self-care, self-care we need to, just pause sometimes mm-hmm. pause and disconnect completely mm-hmm. you know because sometimes we say we disconnect we take our ipad or we take our phone but like you're gonna end up yeah. doing something mm-hmm. so when you disconnect do not disturb phone i love baths, so i definitely take a lot I of time mm-hmm. laying in a bath i like to listen to music um, what kind of music do you listen to well when i do self-care i love jazz a lot mm-hmm. um like coffee table jazz mm-hmm. ella fitzgerald i love nat king cole frank sinatra um but i also love christian music mm-hmm. it depends like what artists i'm listening to and yeah that's kind of like the self-care for me it, you know, you're speaking, and I'm just, like, thinking this entire time, like, where does her strength come from? <laughs> because you, like, that's the vibe that I'm getting from you. Like, oh, my gosh, she is so strong. She's so courageous. Where does that come from? I feel like it's all the things that I've gone through that I'm just, like, I didn't come to the U.S. to give up, you mm-hmm. know? Like, so being a Latina for me it's important to share, and yesterday... To mention, I had an interview with the number one reporter of my country. Like, I saw this that man sitting down with my dad when I was four or five years old. You know, mm-hmm. Sergio Novelli. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing that he reached out to me to do this interview. And the biggest thing from that is seeing that he has about 2 million plus viewers. And 90% of those viewers are Venezuelan. Mm-hmm. So for me to interview was kind of like, how am I going to touch their heart? How can I inspire them? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, she's one of those Venezuelans that just left the country. Mm-hmm. No, because when I left, things were harder for us. It's not like right now that you get, you know, like certain like refugee help that you can come. Like it was either you get married with someone mm-hmm. or you just stick it out until it's your time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't become a citizen until my 30s and I'm mm-hmm. 39. So I was here from a very young age right, right. struggling where it's kind of like, okay, like my grandmother told me, you can't work at certain things. Mm-hmm. I, I started working at the age of 12 cleaning houses with my grandmother. Wow. So when people mm-hmm. says like, oh, you, you're so lucky, you have these brands, you have this clothes. 
I used to be the kid that goes that went to high school with maybe twelve items a year. Mm-hmm. How do I switch up these three these twelve looks or pieces right. into the same thing to go to public yeah. school? Like how do you repurpose it? And just like everything mm-hmm. I've gone through and of course there's times that like we say, tirar la toalla, like I wanted mm-hmm. to give up. But I, I've always believed in my dreams. Like I mm-hmm. always believed what I saw myself as, as what I wanted to be. And even when others didn't believe or had that vision that you had, it's okay. That's why I always tell people, don't follow that. Block yeah. those noises. Continue mm-hmm. because your purpose and your path is not the same one that someone else is going to have. That's right. We could be That's two right. fashionistas right here, mm-hmm. but what you bring to the table and your flavor mm-hmm. is not my flavor and what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always have to focus on how is Martha Luna going to inspire the world? How is Martha Luna going to say she make it? Mm-hmm. She made it. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't because of how you thought me or how somebody else did. It's mm-hmm. because of my own story. Right. But but something happened, right? Because, you know, you're talking about how you grew up and you know it was difficult for you but then there there's a time where there's a shift in your life Mm -hmm. and you had an opportunity or you created an opportunity for yourself that led you to the path that you are in now when did that happen what was that turning point for you i felt like it was so i was married Okay. I've been married before once. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ex-husband was Puerto Rican, so mm-hmm. that's why, like, the Puerto Rican culture for me was, re- it's, it is still very special. Mm-hmm. Um, I was married for seven years. I was an army wife. Okay. And it was like, she's the fashion army wife. So mm-hmm. my actual first article that I ever got discovered was the Huffington Post and the New York Times. Because mm. they were like, she's a fashion army wife? Wait. Um, he wasn't such a good Puerto Rican husband so I went through a divorce Mm -hmm. um and that's when I kind of said I fell in depression for like a year Mm -hmm. but then I was like I've gone through all of this and I've overcome worse Mm -hmm. and thankfully you know by then I had already I worked for Marriott for 10 years Mm -hmm. um they've helped me out with sponsorships because I was with the company for so long was that your first opportunity in like footing into the fashion world no marriott hotels was like oh my, marriott hotels. yeah I'm marriott sorry, hotels me. was like my job okay but that was your job well okay. once i was an army wife mm-hmm. i did i opened my blog which was mdoll nyc okay and that it. will be 10 years october 10th mm-hmm. october 30th sorry okay so i opened my blog but for me because we lived in virginia as mm-hmm. an army wife and i was like it's boring here it's nothing that has to do with fashion right so i kind of wanted to have a voice but i didn't know i didn't want people to actually know who i was mm. then okay. i right. did the blog for three years silently where i will always write post articles show you what's the latest trends and I had a lot of like viewers and obviously my army wife friends then. Mm-hmm. Then I went through my, well, not before I went through my divorce, he had to go to Afghanistan and for nine months. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to stay in Virginia. I'm going to go back to New York. Mm-hmm. I started working for Robert Clergerie as mm-hmm. a showroom stylist. Mm-hmm. And then they started sending me to really big events. And in one event that I had, I met the lady from the Huffington Post, Mm -hmm. which I didn't even know she worked for the Huffington Post, the editor. Mm -hmm. And she was like, so what was that conversation like? Well, it was like how we're speaking right now. She was very driven that she was like, I can't believe you're like a fashion girl, but like you are an army wife. How do you deal with deployment? Mm -hmm. And she was like, but obviously I've been through a lot of really hardships. So 
I think army was pretty <laughs> easy yeah. for me to hold down, yeah. except obviously praying and making sure that your husband arrived and came home safely. You know, Correct. shout out for all the army wives that do that hard work and the soldiers that put their life there mm -hmm. uh, for us. So yeah. that was for me kind of like just keeping my mind busy. I didn't want it to be the normal army wife that normally mm -hmm. are some stays home, some work. But I was like, no, I want to work. And, you know, when he comes home, we can go out on vacation for a long time. So right. I had that hustle mentality of yeah. New York. You know, I'm not going to be home. Right. So I came here. They sent me to that event. And then two days later, well, she asked me for my business card. I wasn't prepared, so I did not have a business card. But so I was what did like, you give her? I give her my email. I was like, okay. here's my email um, on social media, mm -hmm. you know. And she said, oh, amazing. We will stay in touch. And then she wrote me on the email. Can she interview him while he was in Afghanistan? I was like, I'll have to ask his battalion and see if I can do that and send you his direct info. And then she's like, yeah, we want to feature your story in the Huffington Post. Wow. And that was kind of like my big break. Wow. So I literally was in the Like, Huffington. what goes through your mind when you hear this? I was like, the Huffington Post and the New York <laughs> Times, I'm like, okay. And honestly, for, for that to happen just for me without no representation, mm -hmm. it's big. And from there, it's just like open doors, blessings, blessings. Then a little bit of things stopped. Like, I started getting exposure with people in Espanol, La mm -hmm. Venezolana, que está conquistando las redes. Mm -hmm. Univision, like so many, mm -hmm. or oh, Univision. Univision. I say Univision, mm -hmm. porque soy Latina. Mm -hmm. um, and then, obviously, I went through my divorce, which my marriage was pretty public on social media, so that mm -hmm. was kind of hard for me to come back and say, I'm going through a divorce. Like, I didn't know how to find the strength for that, so I kind of disappeared from social media for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I got really depressed, but then I said, like, no, I can't let this happen. Like, I still have a lot more to accomplish. I got divorced in 2014. Okay. So when once that happened, I literally cut my hair like super short, like Halle Berry short. So you I got the like, breakup chop. I was yeah. like, let's cut this thing. And what was that? Because hair is important for us, you know. So when you cut it, it's like it's very symbolic. When it you is cut important, but this what became symbolic for me is one, I had lost a lot of weight. I was like at mm -hmm. 100. 100 pounds or so wow. or maybe between 90 to 100 mm -hmm. and but when my hair when I cut my hair that's when I saw myself in the mirror and I was just like I'm beautiful even mm -hmm. with this short haircut that I've never had in my life mm -hmm. two that's when I become I became really close with God because I mean we grew up as you know going to Catholic churches and things, but I became, I, I always thank him for like, thanks for my food, thanks for a roof over my head, but this is where I really, really connected with God. Um, I found a church that I connected with him once, one, because, and I want to share my testimony in a sense, because mm -hmm. I got to this church and I used to listen to this worship song called uh, God loves me. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like my worship song to listen to every night with my headphones. Mm -hmm. So no one knew that I listened to this. This was like me and him. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I go to this church and I'm like, if this church is for me, show me something that only you and I know. Mm -hmm. And the worship team was like, you know, we normally have a list of all the songs that we want to play, but today we're just going to let God move and shift things. And the mm -hmm. first song they played was that song. So that for me was like, you know, that's why I always say I respect everyone's 
religion or who they believe in because at the end of the day i feel like when you get to that encounter with god you mm-hmm. have to get it you have to find that encounter that encounter comes to you mm-hmm. it's not something that happens to everyone at once it's right. different things in right. your life that brings you there mm-hmm. so i remember i became very devoted because you know when i went through my divorce he took everything i ended up i started at zero wow. no no money in our account mm-hmm. accounts empty no home nothing i came back home to Jersey City with my mom, you know, she helped me out. Also, that same year, we lost my stepdad over diabetes. Mm-hmm. And I had like two strong things that I had to go through. Mm-hmm. I had to be strong for my mom. And I also had to be strong for my divorce and mm-hmm. all of those things with the breakup. So for me, pretty much it was just saying like, kind of like, you know, you have to man up. You, you have to just go how out there and do this. Up? Like, and how do you not I also relied, down? I relied on God on God a lot, honestly. Yeah. Like, just praying, going to church. I found a lot of, a group of, like, spiritual sisters that, mm-hmm. you know, I love a lot. Especially one from Colombia. Her name is Olga. She's been there for me mm-hmm. for from day one, and we're still friends. And um, there's also a, a close friend of mine. You guys might, you might know her. I don't know, Cresida Rodriguez. She's Dominican. We used to go to the same yeah, church. I so come on, I she was like a, a church sister. She she died of cancer. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, I, w- I was so connected to her. I didn't even know her. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I went to her wake in well, Jersey. She brought me to that church. So the pastor wow. that. Wow. How, that was at the wake and everything mm-hmm. that's our pastor and um she introduced me to that church she was like no you don't have to be depressed you, you can't uh be like that don't think of taking your life because you know obviously i did came, i got to a point that i felt suicidal yeah. and mental health was kind of like up and down for me in that year because i as a woman i'm like i feel what happened in my marriage I, I didn't feel beautiful I didn't feel all of these things and that's where I had to work in healing and mm-hmm. the biggest part for me in healing was God those church sisters including Cresida Olga the other sisters that I had at the end I told God I'm going to dedicate my life to church for one year completely mm-hmm. no work if I if you know like Psalm 23 1 mm-hmm. that if the path like uh you will not lack anything you know if god is there in your life mm-hmm. so i was like i know if you put me here it's because you're gonna rise me yeah. up yeah. i dedicated that year i took pastorship like minister and pastorship because one day i do want to do missions traveling all over the world mm-hmm. to teach kids the youth women on the love that i've learned from mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. so that's why i'm like you know, it's not like I had this love from God from forever. Obviously, he probably loved me from forever, from mm-hmm. when I was created. But I didn't find that until that breakup mm-hmm. that I was like, this is it for me. Like, I don't know what else I'm going to lean on. Mm-hmm. And from that strength, cutting my hair, um, he did so many things for me. He put Olga in my life. Olga paid my cell phone bill for a whole year without me even asking. That's when I learned how a stranger can come to your life and doesn't need to get something in return. Cursed mm-hmm. in my life, we started doing like fashion events together, getting partnerships, things like that. Um, and 
Yeah, it was. But what about the confidence, though? Because you are well, in this the, industry. Well, the, the that, confidence did yeah. come along within the years. You okay. know, like, I think maybe by the age of 35, I went through my divorce when I was 32. Mm-hmm. So at the age of 35, I'm kind of like, I'm beautiful. You know, yeah. God, I'm like, you know, I have to just embrace that see myself in the mirror every day Mm -hmm. and also i went through a lot of like healing in my church which helped me a lot Mm -hmm. you know like i had the sisters cry out what you're feeling Mm -hmm. write out if somebody hurt you and i remember that day writing a letter to the person who raped me to the person who molested me to the man who um was unfaithful So so you were confronting them with your writing you would yeah, write them letters. I did. I wrote letters, how I forgive them for what they did, but how I will also relieve myself into peace. Mm. I have a butterfly tattoo, and that butterfly tattoo, it symbolizes that, you know how butterflies are like caterpillars, and mm-hmm. then they just yeah. have these they beautiful wings? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I cannot, we are also, we have a powerful mind, mm-hmm. and we control that. So if I put myself all the time and like I'm not good enough because he cheated or I'm not I'm this why this person did this for me, I will not be where I am today. Mm -hmm. So that was one of my biggest exercise Mm -hmm. every day. I'm beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm going to accomplish this. My dreams are going to come true. I'm going to do that. And I can share with you a lot in 2019. Was it 2019? No, it was last year. Mm -hmm. Two billboards. Mm -hmm. I landed in Times Square. And I remember how I was like, oh, my body and all of these things. And when I got this billboard, I was in a lingerie for a brand name nude bar. Mm -hmm. And these two big photos. And I remember standing in front of it and just crying because I'm like, this person who didn't feel good about herself, that she didn't feel beautiful. And just seeing it, just seeing it there. It was for me kind of like God highlighted my life, you Mm -hmm. know. He wanted me to know that I was enough. Mm -hmm. That no matter anything that I went through, that I was sufficient enough. So, um, like you said, this is the beauty of being open and vulnerable when you have a situation. And that billboard means a lot to me because it was the first time that I saw myself how he placed me in the city that I came for came to mm-hmm. with people walking daily looking at me and just saying wow he really rose me up like he really put me there you know so I'm forever blessed I feel like blessed. it gave you that belief like because it, it's a lot of things right mm-hmm. that play into it like you have to be broken down to then build up the confidence. I should have wore waterproof <laughs> mascara. <laughs> yeah, thank you. What a, but this yeah. is the beauty of being a woman, Tell right? So Thank you. This is the beauty of being a woman and having a, a story. I always say you see the clothes, you see the fashion, but mm-hmm. there's so much in there's something stories behind, behind yeah. us. I mean, including you. I have to probably come and take over the seat one day and, <laughs> and do this here. interview over. <laughs> Yeah. But um, that billboard was special. And then that same year, I landed another billboard. And I was just kind of like, God, you're so big. Like, you yeah. know, and also faith, having a lot of patience yeah. on what you know you deserve and knowing your power, where you can get, what you can bring to the table. Because even 
Times Square, when I shared that with my grandma, it was kind of like I remember she used to take me to the McDonald's all the Mm -hmm. time in Times Square. And I will always be so fascinated by the lights. But I never told myself that I was going to be there. So when I landed that billboard, it was even extra special because it was it was a full circle, full circle. But it was Mm -hmm. also an unexpected gift. Right. Right. And ever since then, I've like put on my shoes and I've been unstoppable. Yeah. I I love that you are unstoppable. And that was the thing that I was saying before. It's like the belief in yourself. Like, I feel like just hearing your story, you never stopped believing in yourself. No. And and I've had a lot of family members that actually, I mean, also being a Latina, you know, when you have certain dreams for them, it's like you have to have a career. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a teacher. You're going to be this. And when you're like, no, I want to be a fashionista. Um, they see you dressed at a certain way. They're like, you think that dressing like this is going to get you somewhere? Like, what is it going to do for you? Like, my brother laughs at this now, but when I first opened my blog, he always used to tell me, he's like, what are you sitting in a computer posting all these blogs? You think Mm -hmm. this is going to make you money? Yeah. And I just used to (laughs) be like, whatever. But obviously now he's very encouraged because he's also, he's a really good photographer, but he wants to be a... He's an upcon- upcoming trap bilingual artist. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I can inspire him. You know, he's six. That's the brother that I'm really close with. He's right. six years younger than me. And it's kind of just like, just continue. You know, I never, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of those voices. Yeah, it hurt me because they put labels on me that yeah. they didn't believe that I was going to overcome or become. Mm-hmm. But that never stopped me of why, where I knew that I was going and where i wanted to be how do you know like what your next steps are like what what is the next career move for you so i finally got signed after so long this month is special i mean so much has been going on Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna be celebrating my 10 years since i decided to take on this career Mm -hmm. the 30th that's uh sunday i believe Mm -hmm. and or (laughs) whenever this episode airs so um what are you gonna do coming up honestly i celebrated yesterday which i'll tell you a little bit of (laughs) fall in fashion um i just got signed and you know what's funny the name of my agency is called god and beauty Mm. it's called uh gbdm which is god and beauty digital management Mm -hmm. and i didn't even know that was the name so when i did my zoom call um Shout out to Zach. That's my <laughs> manager. Yes. When I did my Zoom call with him and the director and um, lead content person that is in our uh, agency, mm-hmm. you know, we spoke about it. And I always thought, like, what is GMB? Like, what is it? I thought it was global something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then um, Angie from the company, she was like, no, it means God and beauty. I literally cried on the yeah, Zoom call I, because yeah. I'm like, you know, it's special to me to know that I gave him my dreams. And when you think that something is not happening, he's preparing mm-hmm. all the scenes, all the setup for things to come to you when you're finally ready to receive it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we do ask for things and things come, but we're not really ready. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was happy. I'm like, you know what? The 10 years taught me a lot of wisdom, mm-hmm. taught me a lot of patience, faith 
to still continue believing in me, to mm -hmm. not give up, that nothing is impossible. And age is just a number, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm 39. I feel like 29. Yeah, so, you look 29. <laughs> you look 29, So girl. I can just feel so happy. She was like, yeah, God and beauty, because everything beautiful comes from God. Mm. And that's kind of like powerful. one of the big things that relates to me, again, when it comes to gratitude. Mm -hmm. No matter how bad your day was, just look at the littlest thing. Mm -hmm. of what you can be thankful for. Yeah. Do you have, like, a goal list? Like, do you write, like, your goals out? I do. you do. have a vision board? Like, I do vision boards every yeah. year. I okay. feel, well, no, I don't feel. I'm going to be very firm. I know Just that, I know yeah. that the things that you say, mm -hmm. that's why I'm so, I have to be very careful and ask for wisdom with my words. Mm -hmm. One, because... You have a lot of power with your words. If I wake up every day saying, oh, I'm not going to make it. I feel, I don't feel nice today. How are you going to go out in the day yeah. with that mindset that you didn't feel good? Mm -hmm. You know, every day you're going to second guess yourself. Am I going to make it? Mm -hmm. If I wake up every morning, like I'm a boss. You feel I it. Feel yeah, it becomes real. I'm fire. I'm looking fabulous. Mm -hmm. I feel good. And obviously every day we don't feel good, mm -hmm. but don't say it. Don't say the, don't say it because the negative word is going to repeat and repeat and repeat in yourself. So I understand that I didn't know I was going to be in a billboard, but also the beauty of it is when you write them, those dreams, you're like, you know, I accept this new chapter, let's say this new season in my life, but I also accept the things that I don't expect that are coming my way that I know they're going to be big mm -hmm. because sometimes we do have dreams, but there's other there's bigger dreams for us out there mm -hmm. that we haven't even thought about. Right. So I feel like you also have to be very open with intentions of what's going to come. And I'll give you a little story. You know, I just saw Julissa here. Yes. I had an event in for Ciroc, and the I got connected with a Dominican girl that she's like the marketing person for Ciroc. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, awesome. And, you know, we end up talking and I met another girl, and then she was like, oh, you know, I I work with Julissa's team. And I was like, I love her. I'm like, mm -hmm. she's Dominican. I was like, if you ever need a Venezuelan to make content mm -hmm. for Republica, you know, her new brand, yeah. um, let me know. And how funny that I walk in here for my interview today. And see her. And I see her. So I'm like, look how powerful and how unexpected the yeah. things could be. This is New York. I mean, I love one of the things yeah. I love in New York is like you never you know who you're going to see yeah. around the corner. Mm -hmm. And what I love of making it here is because it's such a tough city. You know, it teaches you tough love. Also, it's it's always on the grind, on the grind, you know, mm -hmm. and I have a love and hate relationship with New York, yeah. sometimes with the weather. But yes. I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want to say that I made it in another place that wasn't New York. So I'm very proud of growing up here and also of course being a venezuelan uh latina i mean i do have these are like my little seven flags from my mm. country so it, you know because we do have the colombian and ecuadorian mm -hmm. uh flag that has the same colors mm -hmm. so that's the only thing i was really excited because i was like no i can't believe it like this is her and i Amazing. had to tell her the story because i'm like what that's did she say 
that's just like immediately give me your instagram <laughs> yeah. she was like let's write down your information your email mm -hmm. and i'm like this is how dreams work too i could either let the opportunity pass and see her and be like oh my god there goes jaleesa yeah or be like hey if you want to work together we're latinas let's go together you're dominican i'm venezuelan let's connect mm -hmm. so also be very intentional and this mouth that we have you know see but i love this and this is why this is why i created growing up latina because this is i like the unity i love the community i feel like sometimes it gets lost right especially we're in new york and everything is so fast-paced and not often do we take the time to say like yo congratulations you are really killing it like you really have made a, a lane for yourself you're doing an amazing job because we're so focused on what we're doing our own mm -hmm. path but when you get to see someone like a jaleesa or i meet you or i meet jaleesa it's like now we start building this yeah it's like you know the beautiful thing one of the things i said yesterday on this interview they asked me um or oh, the interview that i had with the venezuelan journalist is that there's space for everybody that's right there is it's so beautiful to know that you walked into an event with 10 badass beautiful girls mm -hmm. and women or just walk in one person and like i'm everything mm -hmm. so i rather walk in with 10 badass girls That's because right. we all have a different flavor mm -hmm. we all have different cultures even you can even put two puerto ricans together and one person might have a favorite dish and the other person might have another favorite dish. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. So you're both learning, oh, a ti te gusta el arroz con pollo, mm -hmm. a ti te gustan los pasteles, yeah. you know? So it's just, it's the beauty of it. Just knowing that what you bring to the table, again, your sazón, that's everybody right. doesn't have it. So mm -hmm. that's how I feel. And that's one of the celebrations, back to me celebrating my anniversary, um, I had an event yesterday. I keep saying yesterday. But I know, no, it's I fine. had an event called yes. Fall in Fashion. Yes. And um, the event called Fall in Fashion was to, it was a stylish wellness experience. I mean, I partner with a, a spa that I really love. What spa was it? Can you say it's, spa? It's Naturopatica. Okay. Which actually I was going to tell you after the interview, but I'll tell you now. We have to take a date. I will invite you yes. to go for a pampering day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? All of these women tonight that I sent, it was very intimate, like 10, 11 of us, mm -hmm. including myself. And I just wanted to celebrate with the bloggers and stylists, content creators that have seen me through my career of mm -hmm. 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I had maybe like two or three of the newest that has been added to my, you know, close mm -hmm. of friendships of fashion. And I just wanted to celebrate them. So I had a curated menu with the... With the chef she made like this really special fall menu just for us each one had a choice of getting a facial or a massage we set intentions for 2023 mm -hmm. the new fall season is coming you know gratitude i thank each one of them and like a personal card because i'm old school i yeah. mean i love the digital but it's nothing like receiving a little writing. thank you yeah card written by someone mm -hmm. um that wanted to share that and we had two, three hours of just being pampered and 
you know, I said, this is the only day we're all going to look alike because we all had on like blue, <laughs> blue robes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But other than that, I, I just wanted to celebrate, you know, some of one of them, she's a nurse and, you know, shout out to her work because I'm sure that being a nurse is very hard. It's hard. Sabrina mm-hmm. and but she's a fashionista. Mm-hmm. Then you have my friend Alexa. She also has her own job, but then she just recently got married and mm-hmm. does fashion. I have a theater teacher. She's married with a son and fashion. So we all had uh, we have our lives. Mm-hmm. But I feel like one of the things self care too. Part of the self care. Back to that question. Yeah, yeah. Massages. I love massages yeah. and like facial. So I just wanted to just give them a very like zen and wellness experience but like stylish still with a yeah. little bit of like my essence of <laughs> yes of my little um essence of fashion and style and, and just was, treat them you know i was gonna ask you like in in what ways do you give back to your community but i feel like throughout this entire journey you celebrate your wins but you give back as well i do give back i see it as we are blessed to bless others. And mm-hmm. I was actually saying that to my mom this morning who made me arepas. I eat arepas almost every day because yeah. arepas is like, you know, a yeah. main thing in my country. So I was telling her this morning, I said, you know, mom, sometimes I've seen that we were speaking about a situation. And then uh, I said to her, sometimes we are the blessing to somebody else's door. Yeah. And we don't see it because if we lack confidence or we feel jealous of someone else, we might not say, hey, Ali, do you want to come here with me today? Because you felt it in your heart, but I might think that you will look better than me, or Mm -hmm. you might say something that they will look at you better, but then I was that door of blessing for that opportunity that you had. Mm -hmm. So when I see that I'm blessed and I can bless another person, that's what I do. I don't mind. I share with my friends all my events. Yeah. Let's go. You can come today. You want to get dressed up? That's Let's you do told this. Me. You told me today, too. Like, I'm going to invite you to events. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah, I like that. I said, we have different dreams. We don't have the yeah. same dreams, mm-hmm. you know, so. But that's why you're going to keep getting blessed. You will continue. to. But get I'm also humanitarian. I have an mm-hmm. organization. I, I am in the works of changing the name because mm-hmm. when I did when we opened it i had another founder it was the two of us mm-hmm. um but now i'm just gonna do it solo mm-hmm. just because of the visions of different things i want to do but with the sisterhood of faith that's the name that we chose then mm-hmm. i went to hurricane maria i helped for 60 days wow. while i was there mm-hmm. visited like so many pueblos we helped like elderly people with alzheimer's that were in morovis that they haven't even reached out to them yet for relief mm-hmm. i have visit kids with cancer take toys read books i visit kids that's been abused i mean so many things safe homes to go back to those women that i will be the one to relate to mm-hmm. or i want them to relate to me like i've been through divorce but i'm moving mm-hmm. i've been through rape but i didn't get stuck here i mm-hmm. went through domestic violence and mm-hmm. certain different things you know that you can share so that's why it's important for me also oh for us mm-hmm. to share our voice yeah. um you don't know how powerful for you it could be to just take a visit one day to a safe home you'll yeah. be so surprised and so shocked to see over 20 30 women mm-hmm. that for them, 
they still probably don't understand why this happened, you know? So kudos to you, too, to see you dress fabulous, fabulously, sitting here yeah. today interviewing me. And you you also have a lot of strength and you're a strong woman to face your dreams, to live your dreams and have a voice. So that's why it's so important for us who at some point, we all obviously have a different walk, how we overcome things. Mm -hmm. And it is okay to take your time however you want to do it. But I'm just telling you that it's just so gratifying to give another sister or another friend a hug that's right that and sometimes has gone through need, what by the way is that has hug. gone through just mm -hmm. to hear like they probably see me walking in and be like this girl did not go through all of that because mm -hmm. of how i carry myself right. but this girl has a heart that was broken in so many little pieces and you know it has meant to where she is now to continue focus with her path and purpose would you ever write a book, Martha? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, I will. I'm, I'm in the works of okay. that. Yeah. Because I feel like we need a book from you, by the <laughs> way. I really do. I like do. That. I was actually a guest um, in 2020 for a book called She Wants to Move. Mm -hmm. And it was different women that doesn't know each other from social media with different walks of life who's gone through hardships. Mm -hmm. And we were guest writers. And the book is in Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, it made it to a really big publication in Canada. And I have uh, a friend named Joanna. She invited me. Well, she's a friend now, but mm -hmm. when she reached out to me, we didn't know each other. And um, part of that book, it, it's called She Wants to Move. And I love the concept. She Wants mm -hmm. to Move is basically what I just said. Women like us, you've gone through something, but you're, you didn't stay here. You moved and you keep moving and mm -hmm. growing and growing. At the end of the day, we are imperfect human beings and we have a purpose, a purpose in life to share our story and just go where we want to go. What is what is this chapter right now in your life? What is it called? This chapter is called. I'm so freaking happy with my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so freaking happy with my life. I mean, Afraid for so long to be signed. One, because it's cool to be the assistant, mm -hmm. to be the person booking yourself. But I'm like, you know what? It takes an amazing team. It takes a village to get even higher. So what I'm grateful for this agency and being represented is I can go to a red carpet and some knows me as Martha Luna, the stylist. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same when your team really puts you out there, you know, when you work together. Yeah. And we all deserve a piece of that cake of that achievement. Mm -hmm. I mean, even this event that I celebrated on, it was a celebration where I brought people in, mm -hmm. but it's my first event that my talent manager and myself booked together. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting paid to celebrate with my friends and people that I admire and I love. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, it's different. It does. And just other things. I, I know that I don't have the power alone to get to certain things. So I'm also grateful for the 10 years for a lot of women, just people that has introduced me to another person who mentioned my name indoors that I wasn't sitting in. So yeah. I'm grateful to everyone who has helped me in some way. Even this interview, you know, it's me being new to an audience that probably doesn't even know me, doesn't follow me. So thanks again for having me here and growing up Latina. Thank you for um, Thank Just you every for little experience that I feel for me is gratitude. That's why it's the happy 
time in my life because I'm seeing finally the fruits, you know. Mm -hmm. um, lo, que has, lo que has sembrado se está cosechando. Mm -hmm. So everything that you've seen, it's growing. You know, mm -hmm. all those plants that you just put those little seeds and, and see and that mountain that you think that was never going to shift and move for you is finally moving. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to get better and things are just going to come and better things. So I'm ready for it all. I'm, I'm just like, listen, I'm embracing it with open arms. I called you in the beginning of this interview. I called you big flexor <laughs> because <laughs> you have a lot to flex about a lot you know, and I'm, I'm but so humbly, humbly. I, I love that I can still, that's one of the biggest things I always pray for. I'm like, Lord, anything you give me, no matter where you put me, always maintain me humble because I will always want that when I meet one of my followers or mm -hmm. anyone in the street, they can say like Martha Luna is exactly how we thought, how yeah. she spoke. Not like Martha Luna is not what we saw her like you know in a sense so that's important for me as well but it also it doesn't happen to just everyone right of course like of these course. opportunities yeah i mean yes a lot of it has to do with like you being at the right place at the right time and you know someone is saying your name and you know but you working with chanel like that's not a small thing <laughs> You want to know the Chanel story? That's not a small. You want to know the I, Chanel story? I must know the Chanel story. Okay, I have to. Obviously, <laughs> when I live in here in New York, you learn all about designers and things like that. But I do remember this one lady. I don't know if I was eight or nine. Mm -hmm. She was on the D train, dressed up, wintertime fur coat, mm -hmm. uh, Vogue magazine, very nice. She was given. She was flexing, yeah. like you're saying. <laughs> she was flexing. And I was like, okay, cool, love it. Her image in my mind, mm -hmm. just stay there. Like, this is so amazing. Like, who is this person? Obviously, she was just a fashion lady then, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then I saw, I kind of got related more into the Chanel brand. I just like the classiness of it. Um, obviously, reading a lot about, you know, Gabrielle, how she was one of the first first women to cut her hair, mm -hmm. uh, us being able to wear white during labor after Labor Day, right. um, the little black dress that Audrey Hepburn wore because black dresses then were only dresses for funerals, right. and Audrey Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn wore a black a little black dress, and that's how it became the little famous little black dress that she we that we run to yeah. now and i was mm -hmm. like she's so classy like this is what i see myself as mm -hmm. when i want to speak about me being a woman stylish in fashion and obviously i could not afford chanel because i'm a latina then mm -hmm. and i didn't have no money mm -hmm. but i never saw myself buying a chanel from canal street never i was like i can't do this this right, is like right. a disrespect yeah. you know i have a tattoo right here it, it's a oh, vintage chanel yes. hanger show it to the camera i want them to see the close-up of it it's a it's a vintage chanel hanger it has the two cc's a uh -huh. hanger and it says fashion and i was just like okay i wear this and i remember like my friends and like you know just people would be like chanel chanel is dead chanel doesn't know you <laughs> chanel somehow knows me yeah, and that's right. the team you know for Chanel, the being an ambassador is more like Rosalia, Penelope mm -hmm. Cruz, but we are content creators that has an opportunity to do content for them. Mm -hmm. So I recently 
celebrated Chanel's birthday on um, in August. Mm -hmm. So I kind of did a timeless photo shoot where I, you know, got into that mindset and dressed up, mm -hmm. wrote more about her so people can know a fashion house is not just the two CCs. Like, you need to learn a little bit more if you really love fashion mm -hmm. on this designer. Mm -hmm. So this is another of those things that I've manifested into my life. And like, I want to start know, doing tattoos now to just say, to make sure. I mean, it doesn't have, to be, it it doesn't have <laughs> to be a tattoo, but I always knew that one day I will have a Chanel bag, yeah. you know? And actually my first Chanel bag, I got it when I had about three jobs. Mm -hmm. And it was from one of those vintage spots that, you know, people resells their bag and, you know, my bag was real, but I still needed to have that feeling that I have a Chanel bag that I walked into the store that it opened up from the box and mm -hmm. these things. But the opportunity of getting the Chanel giftings came to me prior for me actually getting the bag mm -hmm. and yeah you know what i was gonna ask what if you know because not all of us grow up with these opportunities but what are some of the staple pieces you feel like we should have in our closets for someone who doesn't have the funds to buy a chanel bag or you know anything that's like really high end well i love that you asked this question because my blog was mdollnyc.com mm -hmm. and when I write, when I wrote from my blog, it was to inspire young Latinas that came to the country or even younger Latinas who had a dream, mm -hmm. but also how to dress for less. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the topics that I always cover because, again, I wasn't able to afford those things. And even now that you see me, I can buy something from Zara. If the mm -hmm. shirt fits me well and I like it, I'll pair it with some expensive shoes, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't, I, I always wanted the Latinas to relate to me in that sense. Mm -hmm. Don't see me as this person who just walks out of her closet wearing Dior all the time mm -hmm. or wearing Chanel. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can buy something from Misguided, mm -hmm. even Pretty Little Thing. Just, like, still relate to me mm -hmm. as a Latina who wants to ask those questions on where to purchase things. I get it. They write me all the time. Like, yeah. where's your swimsuit from? Or where is this from? And, you know, I don't mind sharing them. And I will tell them. Or there's an app called LTK. I don't know if you know it. No, but LTK is basically where you post your look. Mm -hmm. And then they have other websites that you can search for similar pieces that you have. So mm. you search for pieces that looks like these boots. Mm -hmm. Maybe Fashion Nova, like maybe maybe Boohoo, and okay. then you. I just share it with them if they can afford the actual item that I'm wearing, I so they can that. still relate. So mm -hmm. I kind of somewhat still have my blog per se, mm -hmm. where I can still relate with my followers and people who support me. So I love LTK for that because um, you can just you know relate. What about like consignment, like the real real, or you know like Do things a lot like of that. consignment stores? To be honest, I don't know. Wait, there's one store. I was just like talking to them. What comes mm -hmm. around and what comes around and what goes around. I really like that's one of those consignments. That's an online consignment? Um, no, they actually have it in New York, but they mm -hmm. do have online. Mm -hmm. um, there's Treasure NYC. I know Treasure. I'm very I love. I love Treasure as Are well. Are you a thrift shopper? Not much. Only okay. when I have to style celebrities. Okay. Like when I have to style celebrities and they send you that mood board and you're like, where do I find this? And where do I find that? I just thing. go around the city um, looking for those things. But mm -hmm. again, those little pieces that you need in your closet. I love nude shoes because for me, nude shoes, when you don't know what to match with anything, you can just put on some nude pumps and 
you know, I feel like it goes with everything. Yes, Obviously, a little black dress must have that in your closet mm -hmm. and something denim, whether it's a denim jacket, your perfect jeans. Because I know we all have that one pair of jeans that like you're like, favorite this is the one I'm yeah. going to wear, whether it's with a sweater, a blazer, anything. So for me, honestly, those will be always my three favorite top things that I always have in my closet. Love that. What about like blazers, patterns, and like I love colors. You okay. always see me in in colors. The mm -hmm. other day I went to this event. It was like in a penthouse for uh, was it Philip? Yeah, it was Philip Lim, and I was mm -hmm. like, okay. Everyone was dressed up in black. Mm -hmm. I walked in the elevator, open, and everyone in black. Yeah. I was dressed out in pink from head to toe. I it was like this that. little flamingo. It was like this little flamingo just <laughs> yeah. walked in. Yeah. But I do love colors, you know. Colors for me are so happy. I feel like a lot of people in New York really dresses a lot in black. It's like the to-go color. I know. That. I That's mean, my problem. I'm always dressing in, like, dark colors. It's cool. I love it for the winter, too. But I just love colors a lot. I've always, always. Even, like, some of my celebrity latino artists i always ask them first when we do the consultation i am me gusta el negro mm -hmm. and i'm like that's the as the question like the i always receive color. so i you know try to put them in different things and that's what i love like you know now that we're speaking on things that i've done just the versatility also of how creative i i am you know mm -hmm. i can be a fashionista i love styling some of the celebrities that i've had Mm -hmm. the opportunities editorials videos and things like that so fashion is well, really fun you, for me who do you want to work with that you have not <sighs> bad bunny bad bunny even if it's even if it's one even if it's one time he yeah. doesn't even have to be my forever client mm -hmm. um i've kind of stepped down a little bit on the styling honestly mm -hmm. just because i want to focus more on the front of the scenes of my career per se mm -hmm. but i've loved you know i've worked with bright Tiago, who's from puerto rico mm -hmm. for almost five years yeah. right now i work with fran rosano um he's a artist from spain mm -hmm. so he's probably one of my newest and whenever he's here right now he's in spain in cadiz but whenever he's here i do work with him mm -hmm. recently i did nati natasha's cover for people in espanol when she announced she was having a girl her whole family, the kids, um, another cover for her in in uh, the UK. So that was kind of that was kind of my first styling uh, job where I took my name internationally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've just worked with others. I've done uh, Food Network. Also, I have a chef that I work with for. She was actually my first opportunity mm -hmm. in TV to work with. So what about brands? Some of the brands you would want to work brands, with. Brands, I mean, right now. I mean, I feel like you're working with, like, the top tier brands. So it's like. I do. <laughs> I did tell my manager, Zach. I was like, I want to work with Valentino. Mm. Um, I do want to work with Dior. Like, Chanel, Valentino, and Dior are kind of, like, my top there. Um, and just, I'll, I'm very open to opportunities. I also want to meet Carolina Herrera, which is Come on, Venezuelan. Yeah. And for me, it's very important. I was like, I do really want to have that tea time with her one day. Mm -hmm. But I'm also open. There's probably, I think every day we have extra dreams that comes in our mind that we want to set for ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty open of always venturing with new things. But those are some of the brands. I just started 
working with Lancome. So I just became a Lancome ambassador for content. Love this. Love this. Um, and just other other ones that I can't say yet, but okay. I just well, we got I just got reached out by Playboy. Yes. To be welcome to the family. So yes. let's see where other things are going. And it's funny because my first costume ever was, was a Playboy? pink was a pink Playboy bunny. So, so you it's, just it's crazy. <laughs> I am. I, I'm like I. One of the important things I think about manifesting yourself is just believing, mm-hmm. believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Be- and then if that thing that you wanted didn't come, it's because probably something bigger. Mm-hmm. is in store for you but then it can also come in the same form that you prayed for for something different because mm-hmm. i've seen different dreams that i've wanted it didn't happen with this brand mm-hmm. but then it happened with another brand and i was like you know what this brand actually really goes more with my personality i never thought i would have worked with this brand so also be open to embrace that opportunity that c- comes for you because you don't know where it's going to take you i feel like in this, I can't even call it an interview because it's like really a conversation for us, but I feel like you drop so many gems. What would be like the one gem you would want to leave for our growing up Latina audience? Well, as a Latina immigrant, which for me, I feel like I've had to work harder, like twice as hard. Um, don't give up on your dreams, honestly. Like, I mean, it's something I know that we repeat in many people repeat, but be proud of your culture. First, you know, and foremost, like always be proud, share where you come from. Don't be ashamed of that. And also I'm a person who always speaks Spanish. Like when I speak to my mom and my dad, even my grandma, I speak in Spanish to them. Mm I always try to tell people, I'm from Venezuela. Have you tried arepas? Have you tried, you know, some of like those special dishes that makes me Venezuelan? But as a dreamer, it's so important to not listen to those voices that tells you that you are just, that's that's just a little dream that you don't know, that you don't, that you don't know if it's going to happen for you. You know, it's going to happen for you. You have to believe in yourself. It could be one year from now, it could be two years from now, but the importance from it is not, is don't stop believing in you. Mm-hmm. That that for me is what's, what has worked for me because a lot of people can say it's not gonna happen, but at the end of the day, it's not their dream. Yeah. It's mine. Yeah. It's mine to believe it. It's mine to put myself out there. It's mine to push myself. And when they say no, it's okay. Everyone is in, Everyone can say what, you know, they want to say, because at the end of the day, it's freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. But doesn't mean that you have to believe it. You have to show them. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like us Latina, we, we, we you know, <laughs> exactly. I was going to let you say the word, but <laughs> I mean, and this is for all women, honestly, because yeah. I do share my story to inspire every woman in from every country in the platform that if you have a dream, just go for it and then just wait as thing comes also, I mean, patient, patience, mm-hmm. faith, also a lot of prayer. And you are going to meet other people, too, that are going to be that blessing and that door. So be open to receive those things when you don't expect them mm-hmm. and also be a blessing to others. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much. Martha Luna, <laughs> I feel like I got to clap for gracias, you, Gracias, gracias. And I'm clapping for yes. you, too. I'm clapping for you, too. Thank you. We got to cheers one more time, girl. Ay, ay, ay.
That was so good. Thank you, but that was so good.